بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين نبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن احتدى بهجه واقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقد قال جل وعلا في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ثم كان من الذين آمنوا وتواصوا بالصبر وتواصوا بالمرحمة أولئك أصحاب الميمنة والذين كفروا بآياتنا هم أصحاب المشأمة عليهم نار مقصدة صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من عز حزينا ألبسه الله التقوى وصلى على روحه في الأرواح ومن عز مصابا كساه الله حلتين من حلل الجنة لا تقوم لهم الدنيا أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Respected honored scholars, ulama, elders, beloved brothers We are very often faced with a situation where a near or dear one, friend or relative is struck with some tragedy Sometimes physical, sometimes financial Sometimes he loses a beloved one As a Muslim, what is our moral obligation to our fellow Muslims? When we find them in such a situation, how do we morally support them? How do we aid them? How do we console them? What are the guidelines that Islam has provided for us in such a situation? We are a universal ummah and we share the challenges of each and every person on Mother Earth. Nabi Ali Salam has given us advice in this regard. The first thing, what did he say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? لا تظهر الشماتة لأخيك فيرحمه الله ويبتليك The first advice that Nabi Alayhi Salaam gives us is is that never dare to rejoice on the tragedy of your brother. Never rejoice on the tragedy of your brother. Why very soon Allah will create an opening for him and grant him deliverance from that particular crisis and Allah would inflict a greater crisis on you. Now my brothers, you and I live in such a time that there are many people who verbally they may support you, they may console you, they may give you that moral support, but Allah forgive 
in their hearts, they, they rejoice over your tragedy. We live in such a time today where many people outwardly, they morally support you, console you, give you that moral support. But Allah forgive in their hearts, they rejoice over your tragedy. In fact, we can go one step further. Many of them desire your tragedy. And here again, this ties up with the prophecy of the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 1400 years ago, what did my Nabi say? Yakunu fi zamani aqwamun. That close to Qiyamah, certain people will make their presence on this earth. What did my Nabi say? Ikhwanul alaniya I wish you understood the language of Quran. They will express brotherhood externally, but they would be enemies from within. They would express brotherhood externally, but they would be enemies from within. You know, like in English, they say that I love the one who openly hates me. I love the one who openly hates me, but I hate the one who pretends to love me. If you don't like the man, tell the man what his face. Don't smile at him and behind his back, you know, you, you know, you stab him. What good is there in you? So what did the Nabi of Allah say? Close to Qiyamah, people outwardly, they will support you. They will give you that moral support and comfort. But in their hearts, they are rejoicing over your tragedy. They desire your tragedy. When we study the deviation of the pagan Arabs prior to the advent of Islam, and each and every one of us agree that the Arab man at that time, he was sinking in his deviation. But I swear by Allah, even the pagan Arab in those dark days had such qualities in them that even the modern day world will not match those qualities that were found in the pagan Arabs in those dark days. And who knows, perhaps it was in relation to those qualities that were found in the pagan Arabs that Allah favored and honored the entire Arab world. وَلَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكُمْ كِتَابًا فِيهِ ذِكْرُكُمْ Allah revealed the Qur'an to the Arabs. Allah revealed, who knows? Perhaps it was in relation to those qualities that were found in the pagan Arabs. You know, there was one Sahabi by the name of Al-Qama bin Harith, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. He comes to the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he describes those qualities that were found in the pagan Arabs prior to the advent of Islam. And Nabi Alaihi was blown away. What did he say? Number one, Ashukru inda raha, gratefulness on moments of prosperity. Not pride, not arrogance, but gratefulness on moments of prosperity. You look at the practice of Aqiqah, when a child is born as a token of appreciation, we normally slaughter two for a boy, one for a girl. When you study this particular practice, where did it, where did we get this practice from? From the ancestry of the Nabi of Allah, his great grandfather Abdul Muttalib, when the Nabi of Allah was born, he brought, announced his birth, named him Muhammad as a token of appreciation, slaughtered that animal. The Nabi of Allah then came and he showed us the spiritual benefits of that. What I'm saying, the pagan Arab, even in those dark days, gratefulness on moments of prosperity. Number two, was was sabru indal bala patience on moments of difficulty whatever difficulty comes your way to persevere to ensure number three 
When you give a man your word, honor your words. Unfortunately, today no man honors his words. What did my Nabi say? When you give a man your word, it's like a debt on your head. That Friday never comes. That Monday never comes. Today, unfortunately, you know, the debtor is living in more comfort than the creditor. And you think, absolute, go do what you want. Take me to court. Do what you want. My brother, you might get away in this world. But let me remind you, يَوْمَ يَقُومُ النَّاسُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ There is something like the day of Qiyamah. There is something like Qiyamah's day. Number three, وَالصِّدْقُ When you give a man your word, honor your words. And the was found in the pagan Arabs was, وَتَرْكِ الشَّمَاتَةَ بِالْمُصِيبَةِ إِذَا حَلَّتْ بِالْأَعْدَاءِ Never dare to rejoice on the tragedy of your enemy, never mind your own brother. Never dare to rejoice on the tragedy of any man today. My brother, if you cannot smile on another man's happy occasion, it is sufficient proof that you have jealousy in your heart. You have jealousy. How often doesn't it happen? Well, Anna, you know what? This man told me this. He told me not to tell anyone. So I said, my brother, why are you telling me? You gave the man your word. No, I trust you. But you gave the man your word. You gave the honor your word, my brothers. Allahu Akbar. So, you know, in fact, there's a, which is in Bidaya wa Nihaya, when Huzaifa bin Yaman was migrating from Makkah to Medina, his migration coincided with the Battle of Badr. So as he's leaving from Makkah, Huzaifa and his father Al-Yaman, listen to this. So he's intercepted by Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl tells Huzaifa and his father Al-Yaman, if I release you, you will join the ranks of the Muslims and you will fight against my people in the Battle of Badr. Hence, I will not release you, period. Uzaifa bin Yaman, he speaks a white lie to Abu Jahl. And he said, I give you my word. You release my father and I, I give you my word. We will not join the ranks of the Muslims and fight against your people in the Battle of Badr. Somehow convince Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl then releases Uzaifa bin Yaman. Long story short, Uzaifa bin Yaman, he comes to the outskirts of Medina. The Nabi of Allah is marching towards Badr. He said, Oh Nabi of Allah, can I join you? Nabi Ali Salam said, By all means, no problem. And as they are marching towards Badr, Huzaifa bin Yaman, he taps the Nabi. He said, Oh Nabi of Allah, just for the record, that my father and I, when we left from Makkah, we were intercepted by Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl feared that I will join the ranks of the Muslims and fight with him in the bad fight against him in the battle of Badr. So I gave him my word. I said, you know what? I promised you, I give you my word. I will not join the ranks of the Muslims. Listen to this, my brothers. Nabi Ali Salam tells Huzaifa bin Yaman that the word that you had given Abu Jahl is binding. You cannot take part in the battle of Badr. It's binding. Huzaifa bin Yaman does not enjoy the rank of being a Badri Sahabi. Why? The word that he had given to Abu Jahl was binding. My brothers, your fellow Muslim, you lie through your teeth. You deceive, you deceive. 
and you think absolutely nothing of it. You give a man your word, honor your word. Life is too short, my brothers. There's something like Akhirah. There's something like Akhirah. You might get away in this world. Open the hadith of Bukhari. What did my Nabi say? You present me with your arguments. Some of you are more articulate. You are more profound in your articulation. I might argue in your favor. But my Nabi said, if you are lying to me, you might get away in this world, but it's something like Akhirah. You rather pay back in this world than paying back on that day when the entire creation would be standing in the court of Allah. That's a separate topic altogether. Nonetheless, the hadith I quoted before you, what did the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam say? Man azza hazinan. Whoever will console a man who is distressed. And let me tell you, my brothers, we're living in a time today. I can tell you I am inundated. You are inundated. Somebody meets up in an accident. Somebody is hospitalized. Somebody is not well. I mean, what will it cost you? A courtesy phone call, an SMS. Listen, my brother, I heard you met up in an accident. Your wife, your children are hospitalized. I'm not in a financial position to do anything, but I'm sitting at home. I'm making dua for you. What did my Nabi say? Man azza hazinan. If you console a man who is distressed, Allah will make you wear the garment of piety. And Allah will shower His choicest blessings upon you. But whoever will console a person in any problem, in any difficulty, Allah will make you wear two garments of the garments of Jannah, which will be more valuable than the seven heavens and the seven earths put together. What a beautiful deen we enjoy, where every aspect of our deen has been discussed. What did the Nabi of Allah teach us? That when you go and visit a sick person, how do you morally support him? How do you console him? What did the Nabi of Allah say? When you go and visit a sick person, give him that moral support. Give him that moral encouragement. Tell him, my brother, you will live. Like you find today, you go to the hospital, you know, your father is sick, what's the problem? Well, he's got stage four cancer. My brother, count the days. My father had the same sickness. It's a matter of time. You're going to kill the man before his time. What did the Nabi of Allah say? When you go and visit a sick person, morally support him. Give him that encouragement. My brother, you will live. You will survive. It's only a matter of time. I'll meet you in the masjid. What did the Nabi of Allah say? That your moral support and encouragement will not alter the reality nor will it prolong that man's life, but it will bring joy to the heart of your brother. And that is enough. That is enough. When you walk out of that hospital, you will say, Mulana came to visit me. The Musalli came to visit me. Wallahi, my brothers, what did my Nabi say? What a deen we enjoy. That man is sitting in a clinic and that hospital, but you had visited him, a courtesy phone call. My Nabi said, Falahu mithlu ajri. He will be in that sickness and that illness. Allah will give you the same reward that that man is getting in his sickness and his illness. Allah will give you the same reward. 
in one narration, my Nabi said, 70,000 angels will make dua for you. 70,000 angels. I mean, today a courtesy message, a WhatsApp, a phone call, it might cost you a minute or two, but the rewards are so great. Perhaps the most opportune example to make mention of is that of Ayyub salam Allahu Akbar. Ayyub salam Allah Ta'ala speaks about him in four different surahs in Quran. Surah Nisa, Surah Anbiya, Surah An'am, and Surah Sad. Ayyub salam enjoyed every form of privilege. Wealth, affluence, farms, homes, orchards, children, whatever it is. Allah blessed him with everything that a person can possibly dream of. Allah is in total control, my brother. He can turn the condition of any man at any time. A man is living a flamboyant lifestyle. He gets a pain, doctors diagnose cancer. That is the end of joy. That is the end of happiness in the life of that man. You know, like they say, on a light note, this man was sitting on the seaside and relaxing. So somebody tells him, you're wasting your time. What do you expect me to do? No, get up and get a job. Job and do what? Then you can buy the house of your dreams. And then you can buy the car of your dreams. And then you can travel to the most exotic destination on the globe. And then what? Then you can buy a villa and relax on the seaside. He said, well, my brother, I'm already enjoying that. I'm already enjoying that. Ayyub salam, Allah blessed him with worlds. Allah can turn the condition of any man at any time. And how? All his farms started burning out. He lost all his farms, all his orchards. The roof of his house caved in. Open tafsir al-Qurtubi. On the strength of Abdullah bin Masood. The roof of his house caved in causing all the occupants of his house that included his 14 children, one four, to die instantly. He loses 14 children at one go. That's not all. The tunnel is only getting darker. It's not raining, it's pouring, as we would say. He then develops an illness on his entire body. He develops ulcers on his entire body. Only his tongue and his heart was protected from that particular sickness that he had developed. But the person who was a pillar of support to him was his honorable wife and her name was Rahma. She literally was a mercy unto her husband. With reference to the patience of Ayyub salam, scholars have written it was so great that one day he turns to the Almighty Allah and he said, Oh me Allah, I am totally grateful to you for this condition that you have brought in my life that you have removed all those things that potentially could alter my relationship with you. You have taken away my wealth, you have taken away my children, you have taken away my orchards. Oh, Allah, you have taken all that away from me. Now you and I enjoy the closeness. I always say this, we often sympathize with those that are sick, but we forget to sympathize with those that are living with a sick person. More often, those that are living with a sick person go through more difficulty than the sick person themselves. So the sickness started taking a toll on the wife of Ayyub salam. So she comes to Ayyub salam one day. Her name was Rahma. And she said, Ayyub, don't you think it is high time to ask Allah to substitute this difficulty with prosperity? A Nabi of Allah is conscious of Allah in the midst of prosperity and in the heart of sickness. He gets up in that condition. He looks at his wife. A 
man who was kicked out of society loses everything. How many years of prosperity did we enjoy? He says 80 years, 8 decades. How many years of difficulty? Seven consecutive years. Ask a man who can't sleep for one night. Ayyub looks at his wife and he said, Amma astahi an atluba minallahi raf'a balai wa ma qadaytu fihi muddata rafai. When I enjoyed the divine privileges of my Allah for 80 years, and my Allah has only tested me for seven years, patiently I will bear, I will endure the day Allah decides my cure well and good. So one day the devil, open Musqadi Ahmed, comes to the wife of Ayyub salam. You know when someone is sick, a person will run here, he will run there, he will spend all the money that he owns. And today you find many ghostbusters. We call them, you know, running to this one and that one, this Tawis and that Tawis. My brothers, turn to the Almighty Allah, put your head on the ground before you turn to anyone else. You know, Haji Baipaji, Rahmatullahi Alayhi, I recall this vividly. You know, one day somebody had come to him, Mulana, it's not happening, Sheikh, it's not happening. You know, this issue with the kids, business is not happening. He said, you got Salah in your life? No. Quran? No. Charity? No. He said, it's like telling me, make dua, I'm walking out in the rain, I don't get wet. You can get the pious of the pious to make dua, unless you don't insulate yourself. So one day the devil comes to the wife of Ayyub and says, you know what? I am the doctor. I can treat your husband. I can cure your husband. But there's only one thing I want from you. After I've treated and cured your husband, I want you to praise me and acknowledge the fact that I treated and cured your husband. A desperation you know bounds. So she said, no problem. I'll meet with my husband, I'll get back to you. Ayyub salam, his wife comes to him. She said, I met with the doctor. He can treat you. Not only that, he can cure you. But there's only one thing he wants from me. After he has treated and cured you, he wants me to praise him and acknowledge the fact that he has treated and cured you. Ayyub salam looks at his wife. And he said, don't you know the statement of shirk? How can you attribute the quality of cure to someone other than Allah? If Allah wants to give me cure, he will give me cure. Shifa is not in the hands of any man. Ayyub salam tells his wife, if Allah gives me cure, I'm going to lash you a hundred times. I'll lash you a hundred times. The incident is lengthy. So nonetheless, there were two men in the time of Ayyub salam. One of them come to him and said, Ayyub, you know what? You did something wrong in your life. That is why you are being punished like this. How often don't we hear these words? That you know what? He must open his eyes. Allah is showing him. It's not for me to judge my brother. It's not for you to judge. Somebody is going through some challenge. Make dua. Don't judge the man. No, no. He must open his eyes. Allah is showing him. Ayyub salam, he turns to Allah. Rabbi masani yaddur wa anta arhamur rahimeen. Oh, my Allah, I've been patient for years on end. And this man has leveled this allegation against me. Oh, my Allah, you now decide my cure. Allah Ta'ala tells Ayyub, stand up. Strike your feet on the ground. Gushes out the water. Ayyub, drink from the water and take ghusl in that water. When he drinks from the water, Allah cleansed him internally. When he take, had taken ghusl, Allah cleansed him externally. The riwayat of Ibn Hibban, Allah sent down the garment of Jannah. Allah restored his youth. A young, handsome man adorned with the is sitting. 
his wife used to earn and provide. When she comes in the evening, she looks at this young, handsome man. She looks at him. When I left him here in the morning, Ayyub looks at his wife and he said, I am your husband and this is how Allah has cured me. When Allah cured him, he realized, he told his wife, if Allah gives me cure, I'm going to lash you a hundred times. Allah Ta'ala said, Ayyub, you are not going to break your vow. But at the same time, your wife stood by your side. You are not going to harm her. Allah Ta'ala makes divine intervention in this matter. Listen to the words of Quran. What did he tell his wife? I'm going to lash you a hundred times. Allah Ta'ala said, Ayyub, all you do is take hundred blades of thin grass. Take hundred blades of thin grass. Form one bundle, touch your wife once, and that is lashing a hundred times. Divine intervention Allah made. Why she was a pillar of support to her husband. She was a pillar of support. I mean, one day the Nabi of Allah is giving a lecture and he looks around. So and so, I don't find him in the gathering today. So Anas radiallahu ta'ala said, Oh Nabi of Allah, his son passed away. So Nabi alayhi salam said, Nabi Ali Salam gets down from the pulpit. He goes to the home of the Sahabi. And Nabi Ali Salam gives him that moral support. How do you morally support someone? Like I always say, you know, people, what they do, you take flowers and you put it on a dead man's grave. It takes the death of a man to acknowledge that he was a good person. You can't say it to him whilst he's alive. You wait for him to die. Then you take a bunch of roses and you put it on his grave. Learn to praise, acknowledge. Acknowledge people whilst they're alive. Don't wait for them to die. Allahu Akbar. So, uh, you know what did the Nabi of Allah say? Speak about the good of those that have passed on. My brothers, there's so much more I wanted to share with you. But in conclusion, I want to leave you with the letter of condolence. Nabi Ali Salam is in Medina Munawwar. He dispatches Mu'ad ibn Jabal to Yemen. Mu'ad ibn Jabal is in Yemen. And he loses his child. He loses his son. Letter to Medina on the loss of his little baby, his little son. Nabi Ali Salam in his busy schedule. Nabi Ali Salam calls one of his scribes. And he said, write for me a letter of condolence to Mu'ad ibn Jabal, which has been recorded in many books of hadith. I quote to you the Arabic text and I will give you the translation of this letter that Nabi Ali Salam writes to Mu'ad ibn Jabal. Listen to these words. Min Muhammad Rasulillah. From Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the messenger of Allah, ila Mu'ad ibn Jabal. Salamun alaykum. I greet you with the salams of Allah. Azzam Allahu lakal ajra wa alhamaka sabra wa razaqana wa iyaka shukra. May Allah great reward. May Allah give you the desired amount of patience. And O oh, Mu'adh, may Allah favor you with gratitude. Thumma alam, listen. Anna anfusana wa amwalana wa awladana wa ahlana min mawahibillahil haniya wa awarihil mustawdiya. Our health, our wealth, our belongings, our parents, our siblings, our children. This is the gift of Allah. يُمَتِّعُنَا بِهَا إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ مَعْدُودٍ وَيَقْبِضُهَا لِوَقْتٍ مَعْلُومٍ 
Oh Mu'az, Allah allowed you to benefit from your son for a period of time. On the appointed time, Allah has taken away your Allah has ordained patience on us when he tests. Allah has ordained gratitude on us when he favors us. Oh Mu'az, your son was from the gift of Allah. Allah allowed you to benefit from him. On the appointed time, O oh Mu'az, Allah has taken away your son from you. Let me conclude my letter of condolence. Moaning and groaning will not revive the deceased nor will it put an end to depression from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the messenger of Allah. Nabi alayhi salam's daughter Zainab, when she lost her child, she sends a message to the Nabi of Allah. How did Nabi alayhi salam console his daughter Zainab? Inna lillahi ma akhadh. To Allah belongs what he took. Walahu ma a'ata. And to Allah equally belongs what he gave you. To Allah belongs what he took. And to Allah equally belongs what he gave you. Everything has a stipulated time. Be patient and hope for reward by the Almighty Allah. Oh, my daughter Zainab, I am consoling you, not because I will not die, but this is the reality of life. My brothers, I leave you with one more incident. Just bear with me. Allahu Akbar, open Muslim Sharif. There was one Sahabi, Abu Talha al-Adsari. He leaves behind a terminally ill child and he goes out in the path of Allah. Whilst he's out in the path of Allah, the child passes away. Look at the, look at the wisdom of his wife. She tells the neighbors, when my husband returns, don't tell him that his son has passed away. I will break the news to him. He returns after a period of time. Open Muslim Sharif. He knocks the door. She opens the door. She presents the platter of food. Relationship takes place between. And then he looked at his wife. Her name was Umm Sulaim. He said, Oh, my beloved wife, before I left to go out in the path of Allah, my son wasn't doing too well. How is he doing? So she uses a word of ambiguity. What does she say? He is in better peace than what he was. So Abu Talha interpreted that to mean that my son has now recovered or is on the road to recovery. She calls him one side and she said, Oh, my beloved husband, I want to ask you a question. That if someone had to loan you, a item for a period of time. If someone had to loan you a item for a period of time, and when that period of time expires, if the owner of the item asks for the item back, will you have any reluctancy in returning that item? He says, of course not. But why are you asking me this? She said, our son was a gift from Allah. On the appointed time, Allah has taken our son back. He becomes so emotional. 
He runs to Masjid al-Nabawi. His eyes well up with tears. Nabi salam consoles him. He said, what has happened? He said, my son has passed away. Nabi salam asked him one question. Did relationship take place between you and your wife last night? He said, yes, O Nabi of Allah. Nabi salam picked up his hands. Barakallahu fi laylatikuma. Allah will bless you and your wife even more. Oyeyna ibn Hassan, who is one of the narrators of this hadith, he says, I had seen that child that was born out of that marriage become the father of nine sons. Every one of them had become giants and scholars of this beautiful deed. What I'm saying, my brothers, in this world, you will be tested. You will be tested. Neither the one consoling, neither the one consoled will see eternity. What can I tell you other than what Imam Shafi'i had said? This is the reality of life. This is the reality of life. Allah would either test you, He would take away your beloved child, or Allah will take away something that is close to your heart. Be patient and hope for reward. But the Almighty Allah, there's so much more I could have shared with you. My apologies, I've exceeded my time. Allah grant us the tawfiq that we imbibe, we infuse, and we internalize these amazing advices of Quran and Sunnah.